Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this week's issue is a philanthropy special package that shines a spotlight on India's greatest givers from the tech industry. How do they decide their causes? How much has changed in the space in the last few years? And to answer many such questions, uh, we have with us on the call Divya Shekhar, who's done the cover story among others. Hi, Divya. Thanks for joining in. Hi, Abhishek. So t- t- tell us more about uh, uh, this issue, Divya, where you focus on tech in particular. Just before we started recording, you talked about how every year the theme might be philanthropy, but you take a deep dive into individual uh, sectors. So why take this time and generally what's the package about? Right. So every year Forbes India does uh, a philanthropy edition. And uh, so in the past few years, we've tackled various aspects of philanthropic giving in the country. Say uh, two years ago, it was professional philanthropists. Uh, last year, it was family philanthropists. You know, how the, how the differences in giving between the older generation and the next gen generation of philanthropic givers. So this year, we decided to focus on philanthropists uh, from the tech industry, technology entrepreneurs, and professionals, basically who have not just been at the forefront of using their money for social impact, but they have often backed various causes that are underfunded, might be considered risky, and you know, and they're in it for the long term, basically. You write that six of the top 15 philanthropists in the country by value of contributions are from the tech industry. So so, So then does tech contribute or do entrepreneurs from the tech industry contribute disproportionately more than others? And obviously, there may be reasons that uh, the wealth in the last few years might have come more from this industry than others. And even if it's the same percentage that other entrepreneurs contribute, because the base is high, the outlay is that much more. Right. Uh, So tech industry is among the uh, industries that are at the forefront of contributions. You also have, uh, say, uh, pharma industry that that contributes a lot, chemicals and petrochemicals industry that, you know, contribute a lot of money. So tech is definitely among the sectors. uh, People from tech are among uh, the the sectors where it's at the forefront of uh, philanthropic giving. And the first two philanthropists, uh, leading philanthropists in the country, as per the data by the Edilgiv Huron India Philanthropy List, are from the tech industry. That is HCL co-founder Shiv Nadar. He donated uh, close to 2,042 crore uh, in FY23, which is almost 5.6 crore per day. And he was followed by Wipro chairman Azim Premji, who donated uh, 1,774 crore as of FY23. So... Uh, some of the leading philanthropists uh, uh, in the country are from the tech industry. But like I mentioned, what sets this cohort apart is in the way in which they identify causes and the way in which they decide that they are in it for the long term. Like when I say underfunded causes, say you have someone like Infosys co-founder Krish, uh, Gopalakrishnan, you know, who's been funding brain research. He's giving almost 750 crores to understanding, uh, you know, a uh, Aging and neurodegenerative uh, related uh, issues better. Similarly, there is also Nitin uh, Kamath of Zeroda. He's earmarked almost $100 million specifically to understand climate change in India at the intersection of livelihoods, afforestation, environmental conservation, etc. So these are uh, uh, remarkable causes that they've taken up with big bets. You know, you've done a pretty longish piece on Mr. K. Dinesh himself, uh, the co-founder of Infosys. Generally, we don't hear much from 
him what are some of the causes that he supports and why is it that he has been in it for a while right so uh, k dinesh is uh, one of the co-founders of infosys and it was in fy23 that uh, you know he became more public uh, with his philanthropy he he said he did it because he believes that while giving back to society is important it's also important to set an example for others so that you know there might be many more inspiring stories that uh, one gets to hear he's someone who has backed causes i think for the last um, 2023 odd years he set up his family philanthropy trust the ashraya hasta trust almost 23 years ago they back projects uh, you know across health education animal welfare livelihood uh, environment and climate and disaster relief i think uh, between their cumulative philanthropic spending between 2000 and 2023 is around 111 crores and they've directly and indirectly impacted around 60 lakh people through 98 projects in 27 states unlike uh, other uh, co-founders of infosys say who have given uh, a generous amount towards one cause k dinesh has had diversified philanthropic interests right you talked about impact here and you know when it comes to business you have bottom line you have teams which make sure that the business impact and roi etc is measured and uh, i'm sure now these days philanthropy is not only about giving money but also measuring where that money gets used and i like the example that you gave that of a government school in karnataka was it basari katte Uh, Basari Katte. Basari Katte. Great. So right. tell us about it. That's a very uplifting story where uh, he demanded that the results are commensurate with the uh, amount uh, of money that is being disbursed. Uh, Philanthropists agree that it is necessary to provide patient capital to the social sector. The returns uh, expectation that one has in commercial aspects of business cannot be the same in the social sector. but at the same time k dinesh believes that uh, you know it is the responsibility of a philanthropist to nudge beneficiaries to reach their full potential so he says you know that is also something that we must take accountability for as philanthropists so he gives this example of this uh, school in uh, basri katte which is in uh, karnataka uh wherein uh, when they approached him for funding over 20 years ago they said that the pass out rate for their students was at 67% when dinesh asked them why it couldn't reach uh, 100% they said that okay you know maybe we don't have uh, you know maybe we may not have well qualified teachers to achieve that and in any case the average rate of uh, uh, pass out rates in the neighboring schools was around 40 odd percent so dinesh said that you know they were hinting that they were already the best so why was he asking them to improve so while uh, dinesh supported them uh, he said that you know he will not come and visit the school until they reach 100% and i think in the next 3 years 3 odd years uh, the authorities came back and informed them that they had achieved the targets and in 3 years more after that they said that you know 70% of their students had achieved distinction you know they had managed to do that by observing what subjects the students are weak in and instead of uh, trying to correct that at the high school level or in their 9th 10th grades they started uh, you know focusing on improving them or making their concepts clear at the middle school level so basically dinesh says that you know 
philanthropists with their knowledge of business their expertise should focus on bringing the, these kind of systemic uh, interventions they should tell people in the social sector that you know you can do better they can show them the aspirational value through leadership so that you know that could help them also rise up to their potential is what he says right and uh, another one of those leaders is ashok suta that you write about the executive chairman of happiest minds technologies the one thing that struck me is that he's 81 and he's yeah. still going strong how was it interacting with him and uh, what's his the causes that he has and how does he go about it ashok suta was uh, one of the early philanthropists in the country to support disability rights and inclusion he's always uh, as i write in the story he's someone who's always dreamt big and uh, he's uh, recently uh, started this organization called skan which is scientific aging and neurological ailments you know which he founded uh, in 2021 and basically this is also a research based uh, a medical research organization which is focused on uh, aging and neurological ailments uh, they also focus on say areas like stem cells human genomics molecular biology cardiovascular systems diabetes geriatrics etc he is another person who is invested heavily in a relatively under underfunded uh, area which you know you don't have any certainty of it getting you the desired results because it's research it can go any which ways it's not that you know because you've put money you will get the, the results you desire but that's something that he's also done he's taken this leap of faith hoping that this will give some sort of uh, insight into the human condition and probably help people prevent ailments or uh, delay the onset of diseases uh, you know provide people a better quality of life and also uh, maybe lead to gentler therapies and early diagnosis do you also find that uh, along with these veterans the millennials or the gen z if i may call it that uh, are also contributing to this uh, we always hear about uh, mr shivnadar or an azim prem ji but now with uh, unicorns that are uh, mushrooming all over the place since i think 2020 uh, do hmm. you see any change there where the younger folks also have started contributing to the cause or is it pretty much the same so while the first generation of entrepreneurs are among the biggest givers like you have say your shivnada razim premji the infosys co-founders etc mm-hmm. the next generation of philanthropists are also quite active uh, uh, you know in this space the uh, kamath brothers of zeroda are the biggest example perhaps yeah. so as chris kopalakrishnan says in his interview the first generation of entrepreneurs have actually led the way and you know mm-hmm. shown people by example that you know this is how it can be done and now the next generation of uh, givers across industries including tech are identifying such emerging causes like say climate change they are also you know funding segrish matrubutam of fresh works mm-hmm. he spent 100 crores to improve grassroots football you know to uh, improve the sports infrastructure so they are identifying causes that are in need of attention as well and they are showing uh, the older entrepreneurs that you know philanthropy can be done much earlier in life right and there are many many such stories in this rather fat package which uh, we urge the listeners to pick this one up any parting thoughts divya this package basically has uh, you know stories of how people give not just their money but also their time and their expertise and they use that they leverage their networks to understand the social sector to understand 
causes and mm. identify areas where their contributions can make a difference this sometimes also leads to forming of collaboratives like say there's a story on this collaborative called as act grants uh, mm. which started off as a coalition or a collaboration among venture capitalists and entrepreneurs uh, to provide covid relief but now it's sort of uh, evolved into uh, this venture philanthropy organization that supports tech innovations across areas like uh, mm. education health gender and climate there are all these uh, interesting stories of uh, you know how people are paying it forward at scale and which i hope that people will find uh, inspirational lovely thank you very much divya for your time on this podcast thank you abhishek thank you all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com or any other app that you use to download your podcasts and to have someone call you for a forbes india subscription message forbes to 51818